Good afternoon, everyone. As candidate Cicerone in life, they try to bring various topics to your side which have not been spoken in fashion industry for a long time. We try to talk about uh, how the raw products are developed, how the fabrics are developed, from there to designing process, to the retailing market, and so on and so forth. Fashion industry has been one of the biggest uh, employment generator for women workforce and hence it becomes very very important that whatever uh, changes can be made in fashion sector would have a deep impact on the entire workforce too. Talking about such few things, we have with us today fashion entrepreneur um, uh, Chandini Rawali who is the founder and CEO of Sutra. Welcome Chandi. Thank you so much for uh, inviting us and I'm glad that you remember Sutra and uh, uh, the name doesn't matter, you know at this stage it doesn't. We are more than happy that uh, Sutra has been invited today on this platform and uh, very excited to share the story uh, of how uh, we started and where we are heading to. Absolutely. So to give you the brief uh, before I begin with the primary question, uh, Shandi is an alumni of Narsi Monji College, Mumbai and Plain School of Business, Pune. She partnered with her friend for ideating and establishing Sutra, a design label. They have used, um, they have made use of used textiles, um, basically they were discarded for trash and upcycled it and created absolutely stunning category of products through fair trade support organization and they have um, actually employed, hired uh, artisans from sex trafficking uh, victims, victims of domestic violence and orphans. It becomes a very very interesting angle to explore and so we got in touch with Chandni whose work will be really really admired so Chandi to begin with like the primary question is what led you to start Sutra you know when you basically are from business education and the background that you come from how did the whole journey start so um, I would like to begin with uh, one of uh, the famous quotes by uh, Albert Einstein he said that I'm not a very I'm neither gifted nor very intelligent. Hmm. I'm just too curious. Hmm. Okay. So Sutra started out of two things. One is curiosity and another is observation. Yeah. Uh, while I was on a consultancy project at uh, one of the design houses in India, what I observed is that there is so much of richness uh, in the country. The diversity itself is, uh, is worth looking at. And if we just look at, you know, the basic garment or the clothing that we have each state has a story to tell okay so what we thought is that uh, why not we play around and uh, you know bring in this curiosity to find out that how exactly can you play with the waste okay now as we know that you know the whole uh, the fashion industry is moving towards sustainability and uh, for us sustainability is would be nothing but how do you um, the, the impact that you're making on the environment, okay, in whatever work you're doing, how you're going to make it as less harmful as possible, sure. okay? So rather than going for, you know, fresh fabrics and fresh uh, raw materials, we thought why not we look at what is still lying with us, which can be upcycled, okay? So the whole idea began with 
ट्राइंग टू प्ले अराउंड विथ ग्रैंड मार्स एंड यू नो मार्स साड़ीज ओल्ड साड़ीज ऑल ऑफ दीज साड़ीज यू नो समर मेमरीज टू इट बिकॉज दे आर लाइक फोर्टी इयर ओल्ड एंड फॉर एग्जाम्पल माई ग्रैंड मा गॉट इट इन हर ट्रू शो लाइक सम सिक्सटी ईयर्स बैक एंड देन वन ऑफ दी अदर साड़ीज माई मदर गॉट इन हर ट्रू शो वेन शी गॉट मैरिड so it has a very, it has an emotional value to it okay so when i ask for now if you look at indian banarasis if they lie down in your closet for 30 40 uh, years there's a portion of the sari which goes wasted sure. okay so yeah. because yeah. it's the seeming capacity of the sari is lost so what we do is we pick up those kind of saris we totally discard the part which is hopeless i mean you cannot do anything about okay. it but there is a portion of the sari which can be used provided you you pass it through certain textile processes okay so we pick up that part uh, what we do then is we uh, every collection has a theme okay so this collection the current collection which is called the new age traveler has the theme of mother earth okay so the kind of colors that we use uh, the kind of designs or the patterns that we want to implement in the garment everything will revolve around the colors of mother earth so and, and also the name of the jackets so one of the jackets is called gul it's the other one is called mitti you know so how it is related to the essence of mother earth so what we then do is we try to increase the strength of the garment of the fabric at this stage which is the banarasi saree by giving layers to it okay once the layers are given they are then passed on to the hands of different artisans of different parts of the country so each state for example west bengal is famous for the kantha okay uh, similarly kutch in gujarat is famous for the ari embroidery the thread work thread each uh, community is given the work that they are good at okay because uh, we also try to experiment by giving you know one work to the other uh, other sector but but the quality does not come out to be that way so that's how sutra started and uh, every collection will promote different art forms from india the current collection focuses on two places which is west bengal and gujarat similarly every collection will have a new a uh, hand art form to it thereby maintaining the essence which is working only on the waste materials okay so this time it was banarasis the other time we we will pick up waste cotton okay and then getting hand work done on them and then passing it through different processes to to make it a quality which is uh, exportable a because we we feel get, getting a lot of clients and concept store owners from you know abroad who are interested in the in the product and hence the finishing and the quality of the product should be of sure. yeah. so yeah. yeah so sutra started out of curiosity and uh, my designer uh, she's working currently with us as a freelancer her name is mosam jana she's an extremely creative and a very uh, she's a camera conscious person and that's why she's not over here today to be very honest with you but uh, it's her uh, it's her uh, the technical skills come from her the idea is both of us and and that's how sutra floated so so sustainability is the big buzzword going on you know and uh, you guys started what like three four years ago in 2015 15 yeah, yeah so four years ago yeah so did it have an impact on the choice of the business that you kind of picked up because sustainability is what we see hmm. talking about right now you mm-hmm. know and dodilaj uh, was one of the first one in india who kind of first started this whole concept of using the waste uh, discarded textiles so true does it have any trend setting uh, vision 
that you want to do something which is different. Okay, so um, uh, if you go back to 2015, while uh, we were traveling for our research, you know, for Sutra, we met artisans at the ground level. That was the time we, when we got in actual touch with them. And uh, what we saw in their eyes was, was the pride. Okay, the pride that they carry uh, in the work that they do. Sure. Everybody has issues, you know, there's economical problem that they're facing, there's societal pressure, there is there are other kind of pressures which they face at the village level. Women are not allowed to work after certain hours and other things. But but while they are giving those four hours or six hours or eight hours to the art form that they love and you know and they want to give it give it forward to the next generation. That's the thing that we want to promote. You know, when I'm selling a garment to at the global platform to uh, to a customer from abroad, you know, usually products made in India are looked down upon at times. Okay, either in terms of um, oh, it has an element of sympathy. You know, let me just buy it because it's been done by a poor person. Right. You know, it's, right. it's called that way. However, to change this perception, okay, that the person who has crafted your garment is not doing uh, is you know is not doing it out of any kind of other um, uh, limitation. He or she is doing it because that person takes pride mm. in he or she in, in whatever they are doing, mm. and it is this pride that we want to promote at the global sure. platform. Sure. So this is just a different angle that we're trying to give uh, and and again incorporate that into the vision and the philosophy of Sutra. Sure, sure. So also we, I mean since you mentioned you know, I mean, you guys work with uh, artisans from different um, areas and you work with fair trade organizations. Mm -hmm. uh, you also happen to mention on the website that you work with uh, uh, victims of sex trafficking True. and abuse and orphans now how challenging mm -hmm. would it be to work with these people mm -hmm. considering the mental turmoil mm -hmm. number one mm -hmm. uh, number two the rehabilitation that they're going through mm -hmm. and number three the skill enhancement that you would need to do because that kind of basically starts with that right sure. Sure. so how do you kind of cope with that okay so how we uh, first um, so if you look at uh, you know the modi government's make in india project um, there are a lot of uh, you know benefits that that uh, the government is trying to provide so make in india is uh, you know is is a vision that we also carry uh, when we started with sutra we were looking for partner organizations where work is provided to the people who are in genuine need of it sure. okay so ngos being one of them ftos being, being the other we're working with this um, organization from Calcutta. It's called uh, Love Calcutta Arts. What they do is uh, they have adopted uh, about, uh, when they started, they were roughly 15. Now they have 75 girls uh, between the age of 17 to 25, okay, who have been victims of uh, sex trafficking and prostitution. Uh, they've kind of, uh, the, the, the owner who runs this uh, NGO, she has, uh, rescued these girls from the red light areas of Calcutta. She's then training them to, you know, make them uh, efficient in different types of skills. Sure. Now, technical skill training is one part, but uh, they don't need that as much as they need the soft skills training. Precisely. Okay. So the, the, there is a different, there is a very sensitive type of training which is given to them, which is uh, trainings to um, uplift their dignity. Sure. Okay. That is what they need. 
and trainings to make them hopeful that the future is better for them. Okay, so there are professional trainers who actually give them trainings, which is um, touch and body feel training. Okay, because they have been victims of things that we, you know, we can't even think of. Sure. Okay. Sure. So even when we, uh, we, I, I still remember an incident uh, last year when we had gone to, uh, you know, make a small movie about how the pro, how the garment made, and I spoke to the owner. Uh, she said that sorry, but my artists won't be comfortable in coming front of the camera, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So and and of course, anybody, I just asked that you know why is it so? You know, so then she took me to what exactly those guys feel, you know, when somebody's trying to capture their faces, you know. So uh, they just say that you can while I'm doing my work, you can take the video of my hands and my fingers, but not my face. Uh, we, I literally had tears in my eyes, you know, when I was uh, talking to uh, Priya at that time regarding this and she said that uh, even when I want to record something for, you know, a personal usage, personal usage uh, they know that they are being, you know, they are on the camera but uh, I have to be so sensitive regarding the fact that uh, the camera does not go on their, on their faces, you know, because they literally get scared, okay? They are still not comfortable with uh, a, a male entering the premises and trying to take an interview or something like that. So what they gradually do is that uh, why four hours of the day these girls are, you know, uh, given training in these matters, which is, uh, you know, Katha and other art forms. An hour or two during the day is given uh, for their holistic development, okay? Wherein they are also made to do yoga, they are made to do they are made to do pranayama and uh, more of a dialogue okay so let's say a person from outside comes who is a counsellor uh, the, the, the girls are asked to get into a counselling session with the counsellor share what they are actually feeling what have they gone through so basically it's a lot of work with their mind and body at that stage along with the technical skills that they are giving when we saw what you know that these guys are not only providing livelihood you know, to these girls, but they are actually showing them hope that okay, the future is going to be better. better. And you wouldn't believe, but uh, the next time when I went there after two years, I had girls uh, who came to me and they said that after working with Priya, we 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 are actually able to send our kids to school. You know, so that's the progress they made in those, and and that too, she had paid the fees from her own income, which you know she had earned through this. Sure. You know, so so the whole idea is to give work to these kind of artisans and it's not just work, you know, you're, you're giving them hope that it is going to be, uh, life is going to be better and uh, you too have the right to live life with dignity. Sure. So was it a conscious choice to be more of a social, mm. socially uh, enlightened, um, mm. I would say, um, a business? Yes, because when I also talk about sustainability, it just it does not stop only at process, right? Sustainability is is a whole outlook. Okay, you are actually even the definition of sustainability today is is broadening. Yeah, okay, is. the scope is broadening. What exactly are we doing in in any way if you're trying to reduce your impact on the environment? Okay, we call it sustainability. Now, whether it is through um, less usage of, you know, uh, machines or less usage of, of any other thing. So, so it was a conscious decision to get in touch with these kind of people uh, because the kind of values these guys add to the government, 
it goes a very long way for us. And when we share these stories with our customers, you know, before buying or before making a purchase, it actually motivates them and makes them feel good about the whole uh, buying process. Isn't it a little contradictory because initially you mentioned about the topic that you didn't uh, you didn't want the foreigners to buy the goods on the sympathy ground, mm -hmm. and here we are talking about the livelihood. Yeah, but when so when we talk when we share about their stories, we actually tell them that it's not only the livelihood you're actually boosting their morale. You know, so there are two, you are giving them sympathy, okay, there, is, there are two aspects, when I buy a product by, uh, you know, feeling pity on somebody and, and another thing is when I buy a product after seeing the pride that the person hold in their eyes for what they have created, so that is a different perspective that we try to create sure. and promote. So, uh, what do you think about the new um, luxury market that is developing in India? Um, luxury in terms of homegrown craft uh, basis, and uh, I see one of your sutra also to be one among the the luxury labels. I would say who's uh, who's sustainable, who's using your crafts of India. Um, what do you see the market developing like in India? So uh, here, uh, again, you know, we, while we were doing our research initially of what exactly would a luxury garment mean to you, okay, so there are various parameters based on which a luxury product is defined, right. Uh, I'll just name a few of them. Uh, one is uh, uh, very, uh, very, very good and a very, uh, which is a parameter which is very close to my heart is a luxury garment should symbolize something. Okay, so what is what is symbolism for you when you're promoting that product as a luxury garment? For us, the symbol that we want to so sutra basically in Sanskrit means threads, right? Now something that connects. What is the role of a thread? A thread connects one end to the other. So what we are also trying to connect is we're trying to connect the Indian artisans with the global platform, thereby maintaining their dignity and their pride. Okay, and to promote the hereditary craft of the country. So, uh, what what sutra symbolizes for? Okay, it was was one of a very uh, a major question that we looked at. Secondly, it is the aesthetics. Okay, uh, which defines a luxury garment. Aesthetics. A luxury garment is usually high in aesthetics. Right. Okay. Uh, the third parameter is price. Of course, uh, you have to, you need to fall between certain price range in order to call your product a luxury product. But then again, this definition will differ from sector to sector, Absolutely. from country to country. You know, because as in how the, the currency changes, the whole scenario also changes. Another a very important parameter is um, what is the craft form that you, when, when I call myself somebody, you know, somebody from the handicraft industry, what is the craft that you're trying to promote, okay? It's not just a craft, you know, you're actually representing the nation sure. and the skills yeah. of your artisans. So these are few of the parameters which actually define a luxury garment and hence sutras garments fall into the luxury category. Now moving on to the future, um, I feel uh, I am not very good with the numbers at this stage of, uh, you know, of how, of how it is contributing to the economy. However, if we go only by experience, by you know what we've experienced in the last couple of years, and the kind of uh, target audience we aim to target, is uh, we we actually don't call a customer a customer or a consumer. We call them a curator. Okay, when you're buying a sutra jacket, you're actually curating something in your wardrobe. Okay. okay? Uh, 
Why? Because A, this jacket is just one piece in the world. We don't repeat any jackets. We don't even have small, medium, large. Okay. Okay. We just make one jacket, which is just one piece. Now, uh, how, how, how do we decide upon the size? It is only on the availability of the fabric. Hmm. Okay. If I can make an S or M out of it, I will only make one piece. We don't repeat any jackets, number one. So that's the rarity, you know, and how exactly how unique the product is. Secondly, the price range is is uh, falls into the luxury uh, you know category because of the finishing number one, and also because uh, the handwork element. Okay, for example, my one garment, one jacket takes minimum forty five to sixty days to be made. If I calculate the whole process, the fabric comes in, it goes for you know the the different processes that it goes through. Uh, then it, the, the fabric, the finished fabric comes to me, then it goes into stitching and other things. So 45 to 60 days are are invested on one garment, and the kind of man hours which are put in, okay, in making one garment is is not is nothing less than 100 hours per garment. Sure. Okay. Considering all of these factors. It we are uh, we as a startup, you know, we are not even looking at huge profits at this stage. But but because we are a startup and we need also, you know, we also have very basic humble costs to cover. We are looking only at reaching uh, the break-even at this stage. Sure. Uh, how the market scenario goes in India is uh, I I actually see uh, there's a lot of focus of other countries also on make in India. Yeah. Okay. After uh, what the government is trying to push in the last five years, uh, products that are made in India and making them uh, in exportable quality. Yeah. You know, not just product. When I say exportable quality, there are a lot of other compliances that come in. Now, when all of these factors are taken into consideration, I feel that the, the luxury segment or the luxury industry in India is going to take pace in the next, you know, four to five years, provided the compliances are followed. Okay, provided the Make in India projects like Make in India are taken seriously, and not only reg registration is just the first part. Yeah, okay, into yeah. these projects, what how much support is given by the government for these, and 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 how efficiently the startup is able to make use of these projects is of prime importance. Sure. So, in my opinion, the luxury segment is going a good, uh, you know, is growing at a very steady pace. Okay. Uh, I, if I'm not wrong, um, uh, currently the percentage to GDP is not more than one to two percent, okay, of the handicraft industry. However, if, if this grows at a stable, uh, you know, rate, then then for for the startups, it's a very good. Absolutely. So, what are the challenges that you face? You know, because mm -hmm. we, we kind of started with that, and uh, you mentioned two very interesting aspects. One was um, the export quality, you know, mm -hmm. and you emphasized on it twice. Which makes me wonder mm -hmm. that what does a um, Indian consumer expect then? Mm -hmm. Like you know, because if, if brands are making so much of effort to mm -hmm. have stringent quality mm -hmm. um, check for the export quality, mm -hmm. what's happening to the Indian consumer? Are they not discerning enough? Mm, they they are exactly. But when I mentioned that my product falls into the luxury garment. I have to take care of the finishing. Okay, I have to take care of uh, when I call it exportable quality. I only mention that because when when the product has to be exported, I have to pass through a lot of other criteria, a lot of other parameters, a lot of other compliances. If the brand is able to live up to those expectations, then I feel definitely in India when a when a buyer is buying, you know, my uh, garment, the creation, he or she is definitely not only buying it, he or she is making an investment in it. Okay.
Absolutely. Yeah. And if I talk about the challenges, uh, there are a number of challenges, okay, right from the ground level, okay. Uh, number one, communication is a very, very big uh, issue in this, in, in this industry. You have to be on the ground with the artisans all the time, okay. For example, uh, we come up with just a, you know, a small collection, which we call it a capsule collection of not more than 30 garments, okay. Right. Now, when I'm giving this kind of work to an NGO who already has huge capacity and can receive orders from the big design houses, you know, in the country, sure. what is going to be his or her motivation to work for me, right? Mm -hmm. Why is the person going to work for me? Sure. What works there are what kind of personal relations you can build with them okay sure. so we go down we meet the main you know we meet the we meet the owner or the person who runs the ngo or or let's say in these villages we have these opinion leaders right so we've heard about opinion leaders we go through them okay right. because the artisans then have faith regarding our credibility sure. okay i'm a startup i may have less numbers or you know less presence to prove uh, that i'm you know the kind of work i'm doing as compared to the big design houses of the country but when we go through people uh, where where we work on relationship building you know the, the job becomes much more easier right. so communication is one of the big problems secondly um, all the workers kind of uh, more or less they are doing if I, if i got if i go to different parts of kutch okay mm -hmm. more or less people are doing the same work okay right. so then how do i identify whom do i give work and yeah. who, you know to whom not so what happens over there is that a is if you're going through somebody okay that's how things work the recommendations uh, yeah work. exactly and secondly what is the extra thing that i'm offering to the artisans yeah. so with the with the girls in uh, in west bengal with my girls in west bengal we have a lot of other soft skills okay that we kind of provide to them but what happens here in kutch is that money is not a factor that motivates them no. okay you then have to work out ways of uh, of building relationship with them over a long period of time sure okay and uh, you just don't so we there are artisans who don't who call me up and say that uh, they don't call me up for payment i have to call them up that please take your payment yeah okay so money is not at all a motivating factor for them what they actually work is that i have to show them that okay this is what that you created is going to travel so and so place and is going to be worn by somebody okay of so and so uh, let's say uh, exactly of so and so status or stature or country for that matter sure. and that is what motivates them okay yeah. when they are seeing when, when the fabric is leaving his premises it's just a simple fabric or wastage but when i show it to them that it's such a beautiful piece that it has been created into that is what they like that okay somebody is playing around with my craft in a very creative manner okay and adding value to it sure. so these are the challenges that we face with them and and this is the way we we we, we take work for you know from them on the basis of relationship building sure. so because we want to take it a very long way so that's the thing so to kind of uh, sum up this entire conversation mm -hmm. And to get to know your favorite uh, forms of craft that mm -hmm. you've been working on, mm -hmm. where do you fit for it? What's your favorite craft like? Kantha is my favorite because there are so many different ways. Uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I have seen that uh, Kantha can be played around with in a very simple manner. So, for example, if I just take this fabric, if I just go like a straight running stitch, it, the, the texture that forms, you know, is a very it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And then the same, so we, we strictly use only anchor threads for, for all our garments. 
And if you want to come up with a different type of design through the anchor threads, you can automatically create a new texture through Katha. Yeah. So there are a lot of ways in which you can play around with Katha. Secondly is of course the mirror work okay, from Kutch that is extremely uh, close to my heart. Because, uh, uh, you know, just imagine you're wearing a very simple jacket with just a small border of mirror on the sleeves. You know, it's it's a, a, it, it, it totally adds up glamour to it. it. It also acts like a surprise element. You know, you, you just add it on the back here. So a lot of our jackets will have very simplistic design on the front, but a very quirky katha patch on the back. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the way we want to give surprise element to these jackets and play around with it. Great, yeah. great. So it has been lovely talking to you, Charlie. Thank you so much. I'm sure you. a lot of people would have found some interesting insights into it, especially, you know, because a lot of people are struggling to kind of develop a luxury product, work with the craft sector and match the two and two together. And it's very, very taxing, I'm sure. Understanding that you are getting the work done from somebody who may not understand luxury and provide it to somebody who understands luxury and to match up the level. Fill up the gap. Fill up the gap. That's the role yes. that you're kind of doing. Yes. yes. So we wish you super good luck for the thank journey. You so much, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, the viewers. And uh, if y'all have any questions, please do write to us. We've been getting a lot of queries on uh, the page of Sutra. We're a little slow with the social media, but we will catch up. Thank you so much. Great. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. If you really like this video, please like, share, comment, and subscribe to Ciceroni. We are available in Ahmedabad, Baroda, Surat. We are the hyper-local fashion and lifestyle portal. Visit www.ciceroni.in. We will be back again next week with another guest discussing topics that we've never discussed in the fashion fraternity. Stay tuned.